Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. What up, world? Welcome and all to another episode of the Ocho, presented to you in partnership, as always, with SB Nation's blog and theboys.com. My name is RJ Ochoa. You know me, of course, from BTB and from Riders, your humble host on the Ocho. It is Thursday, the third day, March 16th, 2023. We hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy. And I want to remind you, before we keep going, that the Ocho is presented to you by our friends at Righteous Felon Craft Jerky, the jerky that helps fuel our Dallas Cowboys. That is correct. Righteous Felon Jerky and Biltong are available for Cowboys players at the Ford Center Training Facility. Each two-ounce bag of jerky has 16 to 20 grams of protein, Biltong 32, and each meat stick appropriately has Ocho grams of protein. If it's good enough for the Cowboys, it's got to be good enough for you as well. Righteous Felon uses locally sourced all-natural black Angus beef and prides itself on superior quality, revolutionary branding, and unique flavors that go beyond the stereotypical jerky offering. Go to RighteousFelon.com and use discount code BTB15 at checkout to get 15% off your order. That is RighteousFelon.com, discount code BTB15 for 15% off of your order. All right, we have a lot to discuss. Uh, For full disclosure, because this is valuable all the time, but certainly this time of year, I'm recording this on Wednesday night. It is 8.05 p.m. Central Standard Time as I look at my iPad. Um, I don't know why iPads get hated on a lot. Um, Like every time I tweet from my iPad, I get some like, oh, tweeting from your iPad. I love my iPad. It's very, very functional. Um, But anyway, it's 8.05 p.m. Central Standard Time. Um, Something could happen. Something might happen. Something may not happen. But that's just kind of the way that these things go. So please consider that uh, if you're listening to this after something hypothetically does happen. We kind of spent uh, Wednesday afternoon thinking that something was going to happen. If you are a a part of Cowboys Twitter, it certainly felt like that was going to be the case. But ultimately, it did not. Wednesday, though, uh, did bring something, although it was not an addition for the Dallas Cowboys in terms of free agency, which is what uh, we're going to be discussing in full length. That's obviously what we're getting into here. And by the way, I know we've been having guests a lot on the show, and that is you know the plan that remains the plan. But given the sensitivity of how things could be changing and that I knew I was going to be recording this a little bit later than usual, you know, flying Han style this particular time. Uh, but either way, um, <laughs> the, um, you know, the Cowboys Wednesday was a, a big day and we covered this in our emergency roundtable episode um, in that they released Ezekiel Elliott. That was something uh, that we all, I think, knew was coming. I, I would be shocked if there was somebody who was shocked by this move. Uh, But Zeke Elliott now officially uh, no longer a part of the Dallas Cowboys. We had a full episode, Brandon Laurie, Danny Phantom, and I, where we kind of recapped the Zeke era. If you want to go back and listen to that, you can hear in your podcast network. Please do subscribe, leave a rating, and write a review. Uh, Today, we're going to be kind of talking about free agency as a whole from a 30,000-foot perspective as it pertains to the Cowboys. And Look, I'm going to miss Zeke. I think we're all going to miss Zeke. But I think we all know and acknowledge that that had to happen. Um, And so that is a positive thing for the Dallas Cowboys. And look, I know that we've all been burned in the past. I know that we have all, (laughs) you know, um, we have all had our our hopes and dreams or whatever you want to call it, uh, dashed by the Dallas Cowboys um, at different times, um, many different times in the past. But 
I'm going to go ahead and say it that I think that the Cowboys are having a really incredible free agency run here. Now, um, I think that it's important to be contextual about that, right? I, I think it's important to note that a lot of what the Cowboys have done um, is, you know, or at least was rather predictable. Um, some of it felt a little bit of, of a long shot, right? Like, I don't know that we thought, um, even in our most optimistic sense, that the Cowboys would be able to bring back both Leighton Van Der Esch and Donovan Wilson, but they did do that. They obviously traded for Stefan Gilmore. We've covered that here on the network as well. Um, I know we didn't really have a chance to get into it on the NFC's mixtape because it happened afterwards. I mean, man, by the way, we recorded that show and then five minutes later, uh, Darren Waller got traded to the New York Giants. So um, that's just kind of the way the game goes this time of year. Uh, but so again, Cowboys, and I, I overlooked, I just kind of glossed past the fact that the Cowboys brought back Tony Parr. They did place the franchise tag on him. They do get credit for that. And while it's not official, they did place the second round tender on Terrence Steele. So it's pretty impossible that he's going to be going anywhere. What's more is the Cowboys have created salary cap space in some ways that are not hazardous to their team. They restructured the deals for Dak Prescott, for Dak, uh, for Dak Martin, for Zach Martin, for Michael Gallup. That's the one that I think is the most contentious that you could debate a little bit. Um, but if it doesn't you know, preclude them from you know bringing in another wide receiver I don't think anybody really cares but so they restructured Dak Zach Martin Michael Gallup and on Wednesday we found out after the Zeke news that they restructured the deals for both Demarcus Lawrence and Tyron Smith the Tyron Smith thing is significant because in restructuring Tyron Smith's deal that ensures that Tyron Smith is returning so the Cowboys have ensured this offseason alone the last few weeks that Tony Pollard will be back that Leighton Vanders will be back that Donovan Wilson will be back that Tyron Smith will be back we obviously knew that Michael Gallup, Zach Martin, Dak Prescott were not going anywhere. These are big-time things. The fact that they also added Stephon Gilmore to that mix, I mean, I have a hard time not giving them an A-plus to this point. Oh, but RJ, they haven't added a wide receiver yet. I'm with you, totally with you. Um, I, I, I would love to see the Cowboys get active. Uh, the wide receiver market does feel like the one that's slowest to take off, maybe except for tight end. Um, I know that we've seen a handful of Jacoby Myers, obviously, and Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, but still, I mean, we're, we're kind of waiting to – to see where Odell Beckham Jr. is going to wind up, what's going to happen with DeAndre Hopkins. I know he's not a free agent, but you get my point. And I think that the Cowboys, um, to just kind of put it simply, are in great position. And now I think that, and I have said versions of this, I think that we overreacted is not the right word, but Look, we were really sensitive to the way that the Cowboys lost in the playoffs. And, and, you know, we were a little bit in our feelings. And I think we kind of felt like the situation was worse than it was, which is why a few weeks ago we had the conversation. Who's the second best quarterback in the NFC if you believe Jalen Hurts is number one? We agreed. And by we, I mean you silently and me that the answer is Dak Prescott. So the Cowboys have the second best quarterback in the conference. They have one of the best wide receivers in CeeDee Lamb. They have maybe at worst the second best defensive player in Micah Parsons, obviously arguably the first. They now have perhaps the best cornerback duo in the NFL, uh, certainly in the NFC, and Trayvon Diggs and Stephon Gilmore, particularly with the fact that Darius Slay has now been released by the Philadelphia Eagles. That news started to break uh, that he was discontent during our Madden video last week. We will be dropping, obviously, uh, the next episode tomorrow on the YouTube channel. But the Darius Slay thing kind of takes me to my next point. So the Cowboys have only improved, right? I think we've, there's, there's, if I polled all of us that are listening here, we all got into a room and I said, okay, raise your hand if you feel worse about the Cowboys roster than you did when the season ended. I think that that would be the extreme minority. I think that the majority of Dallas Cowboys fans, even the most pessimistic ones, 
would objectively agree that this roster is significantly, maybe not significantly, but definitely better than it was when they lost to the San Francisco 49ers in the divisional round of the playoffs. Okay, so the Cowboys are better than they were when the season ended. But what about everybody else? Because I think that that is equally significant. We're seeing lots of turnover, obviously lots of teams in the NFL changing, being adjusted, et cetera, et cetera. The Philadelphia Eagles, let's start there. They're the reigning NFC champions, obviously the reigning NFC East champions. Jason Kelsey's back. That's a big deal. Fletcher Cox is back. Brandon Graham is back. They were able to keep James Bradbury, but like I said, they had to release Darius Slay. They could not come to terms on a new deal for him, so he is out. We'll see where he ultimately winds up. The Eagles did also bring back Boston Scott. They added Rashad Penny. Miles Sanders wound up with the Carolina Panthers. Um, they've seen some other players go elsewhere. Uh, we did cover that on the NFC East mixtape, but I think the Eagles are a worse team than when they lost the Super Bowl, for example. If we look within the division, the Commanders, they added Jacoby Brissett. Is he, is he their starting quarterback? I really don't know. I'm, I'm whatever. But they added Andrew Wiley, Nick Gates, Deron Payne. They did give the franchise tag to and obviously brought him back. Brought back F.A. Obata. Added Cody Barton. Um, you know, retained some role players. I think they're kind of the same. But we ultimately feel the Cowboys are a better team. I think the Giants have a lot to be proud of. The Giants got the long-term deal done with Daniel Jones. Obviously, Saquon Barkley's on the tag. They brought back Matt Breida. Sterling Shepard is back. They traded for Darren Waller, like I said. They added Raheem Nunez-Roches. They added Bobby Okariki. I mean, the Giants are better. We have to admit that. We have to be willing to say that. We have to be willing to be honest. They are going to be a problem. Okay, so the Giants have gotten better. The Eagles have gotten worse. What if we look elsewhere? I think very highly of what the Bears have done, but some of that involves their draft capital. Um, And I don't think that the Bears are going to be a problem for the Cowboys in 2023, right? Like, that's fair. But good for you, Matt Eberflus. Rooting for you. Very excited. If any of you have any shares of the Bears in Dynasty Leagues or something like that, I think that's a, it's a good time to have shares of DJ Moore or I don't know about Chase Claypool, but DJ Moore, Khalil Herbert, certainly Justin Fields. Um, it's going to be fun. Now, the Lions, everybody's gonna, that's going to be a real hot pick, right? We all know that come, um, you know, August, training camp, preseason time. A lot of people are going to pick the Lions to win the NFC North. They did lose Jamal Williams. He wound up with the New Orleans Saints, but they brought in David Montgomery. So the rare within the division move. Um, so that was a big deal. Uh, they did bring back a lot of players. Craig Reynolds, Isaiah Bugs, John Kaminsky, Alex Anzalone. They added Cam Sutton. I think that was really good. But the Lions have been kind of chill as well. The Packers, the Packers are, you know, an obvious story. They haven't lost Aaron Rodgers yet, but we all obviously believe that they are going to. He's going to, in all likelihood, be the quarterback of the New York Jets. Um, that is a situation in and of itself. But while they were not a playoff team last year, they were a problem for the Cowboys. The Cowboys lost to them, and they are definitely going to be worse. So you're talking about one of the better or at least scarier teams in the conference is absolutely worse this coming season in the Green Bay Packers. The Minnesota Vikings, uh, they brought in Josh Oliver at tight end. Okay. Uh, They have Garrett Bradbury going on, signed Marcus Davenport, brought uh, in Byron Murphy. Um, Greg Joseph is back, but they lost Adam Thielen, right? You know, it's... There are rumors they're going to lose Dalvin Cook. I mean, I don't know what to make of the Vikings. I believe in them more than anybody else. Um, So I'm kind of willing to call this one a push. I'm going to move faster because these are getting kind of obvious. The Falcons... um the Falcons are strange. <laughs> like, I don't know what to make of them. I'm super pumped that Keith Smith is back. Um, they added Jesse Bates. That's certainly very interesting. Uh, is Taylor Heineke contending for the starting job there? Um, whatever. Jonu Smith is there. Okay. Like you're going to run all this 12 personnel, whatever. Um, but I guess the Falcons are better, but the bar was pretty low. The Panthers hold the number one overall pick in the draft. Um, I think that their ceiling is high in the long term, but it's hard to really kind of envision them being 
good this year is that fair to say the cowboys do visit the panthers by the way uh in 2023 so we'll see whether they're facing cj stroud or bryce young or will levis i guess if you think that's possible uh maybe andy dalton is starting that game who knows like i said they added miles sanders they added hayden hurst um they no longer have dj Moore. they did add von bell as well i think the panthers will be you know fun and and kind of spunky but not a problem in 2023 i do think the saints are better um and a lot of that is because of Derek carr now i don't think really highly of Derek carr but he's much better than the quarterback options they've had in recent past they added jamal williams and we'll see obviously what happens with the alvin camara you know suspension issue michael thomas is back uh amazingly you know the saints find a way to always figure out the salary cap issue cam jordan blah 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 um the buccaneers they added baker mayfield levante david is back and uh jamel dean obviously they got that done um Baker, fine. I mean, like, are, are we really worried about the Bucks here? Uh, the Cardinals, I think the Cardinals are much worse, uh, and they're probably going to lose DeAndre Hopkins at some point. If that happens in a trade with the Cowboys, then you know we celebrate. But if not, I mean, they're still going to be worse is my point. The Rams lost Jalen Ramsey in the trade. Uh, they're definitely worse. I do think uh, – well, the Seahawks uh, brought Geno Smith back. Um, and so you know, I think the Seahawks are fine, but kind of status quo. My overall point here – is I think every kind of contending team that the Cowboys will have to worry about with regards to the NFC, the path to getting to the Super Bowl, I think that most of them have gotten worse, whereas I think that Dallas has gotten better, right? We agree that Philly has gotten worse, certainly on paper. Minnesota is the reigning NFC North champion. Even if you don't believe in them, the Lions are in a weird spot. We don't know what they're going to look like, but fine if you want to bet on them to some degree. The Packers, like we said, have gotten worse. The Saints got better, but okay. I mean, are we really afraid of Derek Carr? And the big one is the 49ers and, and adding Javon Hargrave. I mean, that's tough. And the Cowboys obviously already lost to the 49ers in the playoffs. And so uh, maybe you feel like nothing really changed, right? Like, cause the status quo is being kept up. But again, my point is the Cowboys have gotten better and everybody else around them, seemingly they're, you know, immediate kind of priority neighbors, so to speak, have gotten worse. This has been a wonderful free agency period so far for the Dallas Cowboys. And that's because we kind of feel like there's more coming, right? And, and maybe we're just trying to will this into existence, trying to manifest it a little bit. But in, in all the restructures the Cowboys have done, now some of this was to uh, be able to trade for Stephon Gilmore, right? But restructuring Dak and Zach Martin and Michael Gallup and Demarcus Lawrence and Tyron Smith, I mean, like, it, that's 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 more than, than, you know, just establishing enough salary cap space to sign your rookie class. And, and that's the thing. We also trust the Cowboys to draft well. We, we know the Cowboys generally get some high-level impact from their day one pick, obviously, but maybe day two, that has not necessarily been the case um, in the past couple of years. Uh, but if the Cowboys, I guess what I'm trying to get to, if the Cowboys add a wide receiver, and I hate to make it this like you know, such a specific thing. Cause I, I think the Cowboys are really doing well. And I've been so impressed with the way they've handled things so far and, and really kind of overjoyed. I, I feel like we're all, you know, kind of proud and just feeling like, see, see, you can do it. We believed, right? Like you, you can fly, you can ride the bike. Right. Um, but if the Cowboys add a wide receiver, certainly if it's a player like Deandre Hopkins, I'm willing to believe. I mean, I, I really am. I'm, I'm willing to believe right now. I mean, like I said, you know, they might have the best cornerback duo in the NFL, they might have the best defense in the NFL. I mean, they're in the conversation at the very least. And, and again, I think San Francisco probably holds that title right now. But I think it's definitely fair to put Dallas ahead of Philly uh, right now with Philly losing Javon Hargrave and Darius Slade. That's, they are two of Philadelphia's most impact players. Um, so, I mean, that is a significant blow to one of the best teams in the conference, certainly one of the best teams in the division. So, all told, I don't know how you can't feel really good about this. And 
I don't want to bring up Zeke again and, and, you know, again, I don't want to make a lot of the situation. It's unfortunate, and I, I wish Zeke well. I know we all do. But that also signifies the Cowboys are learning here, right? They, they are going to have a backfield that belongs entirely to Tony Pollard in 2023. That is an exciting thing. If you can add another explosive player to that offense where the backfield belongs to Tony Pollard, obviously C.D. Lamb does C.D. Lamb things. You have somebody else to help alleviate everything else with Michael Gallup. Let's party. And here's the other thing. I mean, if we want to get crazy here, I don't think it's impossible at this point. Maybe you do. But, I mean, look, we're just talking. And now, now I'm kind of, like, enjoying this. But, like, is it impossible that Dalton Schultz returns? I don't think it's impossible. I mean, I said it earlier. The tight end market has been slow. I mean, it has been chill. Maybe it's not Dalton Schultz. But my point is, like, you could probably get Mike Kosecki for a lot less than was going to make sense a year ago or six months ago or whatever the case may be. I mean, man alive, the tight end market has not been active at all. So if you can add, call it average arbitrary tight end X in a legitimate explosive wide receiver, whoever that winds up being, dude, well done. We will sit here. We will praise you. We will give you your flowers. We will shout your name. We will say that we were wrong and that you were right. And I think the Cowboys are on their way to that. They deserve their credit. They deserve their props. And so here I am giving them to them. It's been a fun couple of days. The Stefan Gilmore thing obviously highlights and all, um, but the other things were not easy. They were not easy to get done. And I think that the Leighton Vanderish still is great. Getting Tyron Smith to come back is great. Having that flexibility along the offensive line. I mean, the Cowboys offensive line now is trustworthy, right? And that's such an important thing. So all told, Cowboys, we're proud of you. We knew you could do it. Way to go. Um, so, so that's really what's left on my list is get another legitimate wide receiver. I'm not going to put a deadline on it. I said, I said a week ago, I think I said it here, but I definitely said it on some other shows, um, that if the Cowboys went, you know, if we got to Friday morning, this coming Friday and the Cowboys had not added a wide receiver, that it would be a failure. I'm going to back off on that a little bit. I'm going to walk that back just a bit because they traded for Stephon Gilmore. And obviously, Stephon Gilmore is not a wide receiver. But the Stephon Gilmore trade, while I understand how silly this is that, you know, all of us are so desperate for the Cowboys to do anything that, 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 that you know, them doing something is just like, you know, us. It's, it is literally sliced bread for us. Um, that was significant. And that in and of itself is emblematic of the tide turning of, of things changing of the disposition being slightly even if it's marginally different that they understand that they can go out they can take a comp pick there and that was their second fifth round compensatory pick the lower one the less valuable comp pick you can turn that into Stefan Gilmore the fact that they understand that principle and I'm not saying they never understood it before but the fact that they understood it and acted on it now that is impressive and, and again the bar was low but they did it, so I'm going to give them their credit. I'm going to give them their props. So here we are. Um, this was fun. I, I really, it's been a fun week talking about the Cowboys, and obviously, um, you know, just a, a sad, you know, thing to see the Zeke era end. Um, Danny Phantom did a great job writing about uh, the best moments in Zeke's career with the Dallas Cowboys. Everybody, check that out at bloggingtheboys.com. Later on today, you'll have a new episode of Riled Up with Roy White and Tom Ryle. Tomorrow, new episodes of Girls Talking Boys with Kelsey Charles and Meg Murray, and the Star Seminar with Danny Phantom and Rabble Rouser. On Saturday, a new episode of The World's Team with Meg Murray and 
and Paul Stewart. And I think we might have a special bonus in store for you on Sunday, but we'll see about that. For now, I bid you adieu. Uh, adieu, adieu, whatever. Uh, today is the day that my new pellet grill arrives. I've been talking about this all week. So if you have a recipe, you have some instructions, uh, I would love to hear them. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at rjochoa on TikTok, rj.ochoa. You can send me an email if you'd like, rj.ochoa at sbnation.com. I love you all, and I hope you have the greatest Thursday of all time. You know why? Because you deserve it. We will see you manana, my friends. As always, go Cowboys and peace out.